part five chapter four section one of crime and punishment by fyodor dostoevsky translated by constance garnett this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by expatriate in bangor maine part five chapter four section one raskolnikov had been a vigorous and active champion of sonya against luzhin although he had such a load of horror and anguish in his own heart but having gone through so much in the morning he found a sort of relief in a change of sensations apart from the strong personal feeling which impelled him to defend sonya he was agitated too especially at some moments by the thought of his approaching interview with sonya he had to tell her who had killed lizaveta he knew the terrible suffering it would be to him and as it were brushed away the thought of it so when he cried as he left katerina ivanovna's well sofia semyonovna we shall see what you'll say now he was still superficially excited still vigorous and defiant from his triumph over luzhin but strange to say by the time he reached sonya's lodging he felt a sudden impotence and fear he stood still in hesitation at the door asking himself the strange question must he tell her who killed lizaveta it was a strange question because he felt at the very time not only that he could not help telling her but also that he could not put off the telling he did not yet know why it must be so he only felt it and the agonizing sense of his impotence before the inevitable almost crushed him to cut short his hesitation and suffering he quickly opened the door and looked at sonya from the doorway she was sitting with her elbows on the table and her face in her hands but seeing raskolnikov she got up at once and came to meet him as though she were expecting him what would have become of me but for you she said quickly meeting him in the middle of the room evidently she was in haste to say this to him it was what she had been waiting for raskolnikov went to the table and sat down on the chair from which she had only just risen she stood facing him two steps away just as she had done the day before well sonya he said and felt that his voice was trembling it was all due to your social position and the habits associated with it did you understand that just now her face showed her distress only don't talk to me as you did yesterday she interrupted him please don't begin it there is misery enough without that she made haste to smile afraid that he might not like the reproach i was silly to come away from there what is happening there now i wanted to go back directly but i kept thinking that you would come he told her that amalia ivanovna was turning them out of their lodging and that katerina ivanovna had run off somewhere to seek justice my god cried sonya let's go at once and she snatched up her cape it's everlastingly the same thing said raskolnikov irritably you've no thought except for them stay a little with me but katerina ivanovna you won't lose katerina ivanovna you may be sure she'll come to you herself since she has run out he added peevishly if she doesn't find you here you'll be blamed for it sonya sat down in painful suspense raskolnikov was silent gazing at the floor and deliberating this time luzhin did not want to prosecute you he began not looking at sonya but if he had wanted to if it had suited his plans he would have sent you to prison if it had not been for lebeziatnikov and me ah yes she assented in a faint voice yes she repeated preoccupied and distressed but i might easily not have been there and it was quite an accident lebeziatnikov's turning up sonya was silent and if you'd gone to prison what then 
do you remember what i said yesterday again she did not answer he waited i thought you would cry out again don't speak of it leave off raskolnikov gave a laugh but rather a forced one what silence again he asked a minute later we must talk about something you know it would be interesting for me to know how you would decide a certain problem as lebeziatnikov would say he was beginning to lose the thread no really i am serious imagine sonya that you had known all luzhin's intentions beforehand known that is for a fact that they would be the ruin of katerina ivanovna and the children and yourself thrown in since you don't count yourself for anything polenka too for she'll go the same way well if suddenly it all depended on your decision whether he or they should go on living that is whether luzhin should go on living and doing wicked things or katerina ivanovna should die how would you decide which of them was to die i ask you sonya looked uneasily at him there was something peculiar in this hesitating question which seemed approaching something in a roundabout way i felt that you were going to ask some question like that she said looking inquisitively at him i dare say you did but how is it to be answered why do you ask about what could not happen said sonya reluctantly then it would be better for luzhin to go on living and doing wicked things you haven't dared to decide even that but i can't know the divine providence and why do you ask what can't be answered what's the use of such foolish questions how could it happen that it should depend on my decision who has made me a judge to decide who is to live and who is not to live oh if the divine providence is to be mixed up in it there is no doing anything raskolnikov grumbled morosely you'd better say straight out what you want sonya cried in distress you are leading up to something again can you have come simply to torture me she could not control herself and began crying bitterly he looked at her in gloomy misery five minutes passed of course you're right sonya he said softly at last he was suddenly changed his tone of assumed arrogance and helpless defiance was gone even his voice was suddenly weak i told you yesterday that i was not coming to ask forgiveness and almost the first thing i've said is to ask forgiveness i said that about luzhin and providence for my own sake i was asking forgiveness sonya he tried to smile but there was something helpless and incomplete in his pale smile he bowed his head and hid his face in his hands and suddenly a strange surprising sensation of a sort of bitter hatred for sonya passed through his heart as it were wondering and frightened of this sensation he raised his head and looked intently at her but he met her uneasy and painfully anxious eyes fixed on him there was love in them his hatred vanished like a phantom it was not the real feeling he had taken the one feeling for the other it only meant that that minute had come he hid his face in his hands again and bowed his head suddenly he turned pale got up from his chair looked at sonya and without uttering a word sat down mechanically on her bed his sensations that moment were terribly like the moment when he had stood over the old woman with the axe in his hand and felt that he must not lose another minute what's the matter asked sonya dreadfully frightened he could not utter a word this was not at all not at all the way he had intended to tell and he did not understand what was happening to him now she went up to him softly sat down on the bed beside him and waited not taking her eyes off him her heart throbbed and sank it was unendurable he turned his deadly pale face to her his lips worked helplessly struggling to utter something a pang of terror passed through sonya's heart 
what's the matter she repeated drawing a little away from him nothing sonya don't be frightened it's nonsense it really is nonsense if you think of it he muttered like a man in delirium why have i come to torture you he added suddenly looking at her why really i keep asking myself that question sonya he had perhaps been asking himself that question a quarter of an hour before but now he spoke helplessly hardly knowing what he said and feeling a continual tremor all over oh how you are suffering she muttered in distress looking intently at him it's all nonsense listen sonya he suddenly smiled a pale helpless smile for two seconds you remember what i meant to tell you yesterday sonya waited uneasily i said as i went away that perhaps i was saying good-bye forever but that if i came to-day i would tell you who who killed lizaveta she began trembling all over well here i've come to tell you then you really meant it yesterday she whispered with difficulty how do you know she asked quickly as though suddenly regaining her reason sonya's face grew paler and paler and she breathed painfully i know she paused a minute have they found him she asked timidly no then how do you know about it she asked again hardly audibly and again after a minute's pause he turned to her and looked very intently at her guess he said with the same distorted helpless smile a shudder passed over her but you why do you frighten me like this she said smiling like a child i must be a great friend of his since i know raskolnikov went on still gazing into her face as though he could not turn his eyes away he did not mean to kill that lizaveta he killed her accidentally he meant to kill the old woman when she was alone and he went there and then lizaveta came in he killed her too another awful moment passed both still gazed at one another you can't guess then he asked suddenly feeling as though he were flinging himself down from a steeple no whispered sonya take a good look as soon as he had said this again the same familiar sensation froze his heart he looked at her and all at once seemed to see in her face the face of lizaveta he remembered clearly the expression in lizaveta's face when he approached her with the axe and she stepped back to the wall putting out her hand with childish terror in her face looking as little children do when they begin to be frightened of something looking intently and uneasily at what frightens them shrinking back and holding out their little hands on the point of crying almost the same thing happened now to sonya with the same helplessness and the same terror she looked at him for a while and suddenly putting out her left hand pressed her fingers faintly against his breast and slowly began to get up from the bed moving further from him and keeping her eyes fixed even more immovably on him her terror infected him the same fear showed itself on his face in the same way he stared at her and almost with the same childish smile have you guessed he whispered at last good god broke in an awful wail from her bosom she sank helplessly on the bed with her face in the pillows but a moment later she got up moved quickly to him seized both his hands and gripping them tight in her thin fingers began looking into his face again with the same intense stare in this last desperate look she tried to look into him and catch some last hope but there was no hope there was no doubt remaining it was all true later on indeed when she recalled that moment she thought it strange and wondered why she had seen at once that there was no doubt she could not have said for instance that she had foreseen something of the sort 
and yet now as soon as he told her she suddenly fancied that she had really foreseen this very thing stop sonya enough don't torture me he begged her miserably it was not at all not at all like this he had thought of telling her but this is how it happened she jumped up seeming not to know what she was doing and wringing her hands walked into the middle of the room but quickly went back and sat down again beside him her shoulder almost touching his all of a sudden she started as though she had been stabbed uttered a cry and fell on her knees before him she did not know why what have you done what have you done to yourself she said in despair and jumping up she flung herself on his neck threw her arms round him and held him tightly raskolnikov drew back and looked at her with a mournful smile you are a strange girl sonya you kiss me and hug me when i tell you about that you don't think what you are doing there is no one no one in the whole world now so unhappy as you she cried in a frenzy not hearing what he said and she suddenly broke into violent hysterical weeping a feeling long unfamiliar to him flooded his heart and softened it at once he did not struggle against it two tears started into his eyes and hung on his eyelashes then you won't leave me sonya he said looking at her almost with hope no no never nowhere cried sonya i will follow you i will follow you everywhere oh my god oh how miserable i am why why didn't i know you before why didn't you come before oh dear here i have come yes now what's to be done now together together she repeated as it were unconsciously and she hugged him again i'll follow you to siberia he recoiled at this and the same hostile almost haughty smile came to his lips perhaps i don't want to go to siberia yet sonya he said sonya looked at him quickly again after her first passionate agonizing sympathy for the unhappy man the terrible idea of the murder overwhelmed her in his changed tone she seemed to hear the murderer speaking she looked at him bewildered she knew nothing as yet why how with what object it had been now all these questions rushed at once into her mind and again she could not believe it he he is a murderer could it be true what's the meaning of it where am i she said in complete bewilderment as though still unable to recover herself how could you you a man like you how could you bring yourself to it what does it mean oh well to plunder leave off sonya he answered wearily almost with vexation sonya stood as though struck dumb but suddenly she cried you were hungry it was to help your mother yes no sonya no he muttered turning away and hanging his head i was not so hungry i certainly did want to help my mother but that's not the real thing either don't torture me sonya sonya clasped her hands could it could it all be true good god what a truth who could believe it and how could you give away your last farthing and yet rob and murder ah she cried suddenly that money you gave katerina ivanovna that money can that money no sonya he broke in hurriedly that money was not it don't worry yourself that money my mother sent me and it came when i was ill the day i gave it to you razumihin saw it he received it for me that money was mine my own sonya listened to him in bewilderment and did her utmost to comprehend and that money i don't even know really whether there was any money he added softly as though reflecting i took a purse off her neck made of chamois leather a purse stuffed full of something 
but i didn't look in it i suppose i hadn't time and the things chains and trinkets i buried under a stone with the purse next morning in a yard off the v prospect they are all there now sonya strained every nerve to listen then why why you said you did it to rob but you took nothing she asked quickly catching at a straw i don't know i haven't yet decided whether to take that money or not he said musing again and seeming to wake up with a start he gave a brief ironical smile ah what silly stuff i am talking eh the thought flashed through sonya's mind wasn't he mad but she dismissed it at once no it was something else she could make nothing of it nothing do you know sonya he said suddenly with conviction let me tell you if i'd simply killed because i was hungry laying stress on every word and looking enigmatically but sincerely at her i should be happy now you must believe that what would it matter to you he cried a moment later with a sort of despair what would it matter to you if i were to confess that i did wrong what do you gain by such a stupid triumph over me ah sonya was it for that i've come to you to-day again sonya tried to say something but did not speak End of Part 5, Chapter 4, Section 1 Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine